From BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. You know that Garth Brooks song, I've Got Friends in Low Places? Well, after today, so will you. This hour, we've got the lowest of the low in the studio, and by that, I'm speaking only musically. The three instruments we're hearing certainly are not piccolos. There is not a shrill tone between them. Welcome to Low, Lower, Lowest, this edition of Highway 89 with music for the unlikely trio of bassoon, bass, and tuba. And all the music in today's show is new music by Utah composers performed by Utah musicians for you, listeners, in Utah. We wish we could say this was our brainchild, but in fact, all the thanks goes to the brilliant work of the Salty Cricket Composers Collective for helping arrange this performance. The Composers Collective's main mission is basically what I mentioned a second ago, to get the modern classical compositions of Utah composers out into the music scene. And they're succeeding. M. Ryan Taylor and Crystal Young Otterstrom co-founded the collective in 2008, and it's grown since then. Lots of stuff to talk about the collective. We'll get to that in just a few moments. But first, the music. And you should be listening to see if you can pick out some of the two dozen themes of everything from movies to classical pieces to you name it. I picked out 11, but you might be able to do better. From this piece, we're about to hear Leon Chodas, bassoon, uh, Ted Merritt, string bass, they're both Utah Symphony musicians, along with Matthew Lindahl performing on tuba, Doug Woods Profundo.
Utah composer Douglas Wood's piece, Profundo, performed live on our low, lower, lowest edition of Highway 89. That piece definitely has some of the tongue-in-cheek flair that founder Crystal Young Otterstrom said in an earlier interview would probably always be part of the salty cricket. Something about hearing Old Man River and Jaws in the same moment just puts so many different things together in a whole new twist on riding down the riverboat on the Mississippi. Our next guest is composer Martin Pond. He's a composer, an arranger, a conductor, and educator, uh, and equal parts of all of those. He has taught at so many different universities, also in different school districts. And tell me about writing for this group, Martin Pond. Uh, did they come to you? Did you know the instrumentation before you started? Yes, the Salty Cricket uh, folks listed what the instrumentation would be. And did you smite your forehead, or did you say, cool? I actually thought this will be a great opportunity to see if I can blend these instruments <laughs> together. So how did you come up with the, what, the, the piece we're about to hear several movements of? 
Well, the, the first thing that hit my mind when uh, I realized what the instrumentation was going to be was actually the title, De Profundis, which comes from Psalms in the Latin version, and De Profundis is a scripture that begins with the words, out of the depths, mm. and that seemed to be a good place to start. Uh, it took a, a more humorous turn after the first movement, but uh, the first movement has a little bit of that somber quality to it. Lacrimosa which is tears or sorrow, correct? It is, weeping. Um, that movement, Lacrimosa, is a well-known movement in many of the um, uh, requiem masses from a lot of composers. And uh, again, that had some sorrow qualities, sorrowful qualities to it, but uh, as I was writing this piece, it also took a little bit of a turn to the more um, sardonic well, we will hear several movements of this. We'll chat just in between. This piece by Martin Pond. We're about to hear the first movement, the Lacrimosa, from De Profundis. Thank you. 
Music for bassoon, tuba, and string bass on our special low, lower, lowest edition of Highway 89. That was the first movement of De Profundis by Utah composer Martin Pond. We'll hear the second movement in just a few minutes. I'm Stephen Cap Perry, and if you're adjusting your sound, don't reach for the treble, because <laughs> there ain't any. <laughs> but this is so fun to hear all these other instruments, these lower voices. Victoria Petro Eschler is the executive, executive director of the Salty Cricket Composers Collective, the group we have to thank for tonight's program. Victoria, thank you for coming. Thanks for having us. Obviously, part of the foundation of this was to have some musical fun. Absolutely. Why not? <laughs> but t- talk to me about the overall mission of the collective, what you're trying to do. So the Salty Cricket Composers Collective has been doing a fantastic job for nearly a decade of getting Utah composers in front of Utah audiences using the best of the Utah musical resources. Now we are taking it up a notch and we're blowing the top off of this thing and we are shaping new musicians to go along with our novelty motif. And so in addition to what you see happening here and what, what you hear happening here. We are going to be bringing K-12 El Sistema initiatives into this. We are going to be expanding ensemble sizes. We're going to be offering unparalleled opportunities for composers, performers, and students alike. So you have a database we read that lists different composers to help connect players with composers, but how many scores get submitted to you, or is it mostly commissions? So we're very grassroots right now. We tend to be by word of mouth. Mm -hmm. We are constantly asking for more submissions because we believe that Utah, much like its natural resources, has a plethora of artistic resources that we just haven't touched yet. And so if you are just now hearing of us, do not hesitate to contact us. We will make room for a submission in our library for you. Well, good. Mention your website, too. We are. We can be found online at www.saltycricket.org. Now, you used the word, the El Sistema model. Yes, sir. And a lot of musicians know what that is, but not everybody. Talk about that for a second. El Sistema is a model that comes from Venezuela, and it is this idea that music can and should be used to foster positive social change. We target young people, and we offer them a music immersion experience. It's ensemble-based education. So as opposed to the traditional American model, which is 30-minute lessons a week, and when you get good enough, we'll put you into an ensemble. Mm. We put these kids into an ensemble from day one. We keep them typically from anywhere from 10 to 15 hours a week with us, and we offer them this chance to, as the motto says, tocar y luchar, which means to play together and to struggle together. We use the ensemble as the microcosm of society, and they are achieving social, academic, artistic outcomes that are unparalleled. Yeah, there's just so much you learn from playing in a group that applies to the whole rest of your life. Absolutely. Uh, I also wondered about your concert series. How many concerts a year? We host traditionally four concerts a year. We have recently changed them to a peer review format, which means that the audience has a chance to vote on them, and there is an honorarium given to the composer who gets the most votes during the night. And those happened at four times during the year. And then we are adding a Utah Arts Festival um, concert, which we just had this year, oh, which nice, these gentlemen nice. did for us. Thanks, guys. And we also are adding our living... I wonder if people walking by thought we were having an earthquake when they <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> took cover. Um, and then we are adding the Living Master Series, where we bring someone from outside the area in for the purposes of giving access to the people in Utah, but then also to make sure that people on the outside know how ridiculously awesome Utah is. Y- 
the the collective has such a memorable name. In fact, our producer was discussing this earlier, uh, and she said "salty cricket" about the group. And before anyone mentioned what the group was, one of the students' uh, producers said, "Wow, that's so great! It sounds like a really smart hipster bluegrass band." Thanks, Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> Which it's not, but it could be. Why not? I mean, <laughs> depending on the musicians that you bring in. Victoria Petro Eschler is the executive director of the Salty Cricket Composers Collective. So nice to talk to you. Thank you for coming in Thank today. You. We're going to hear the second movement to just keep that lacrimosa in mind. And then we're going to take a little bit of a turn now in this second movement of this work by Martin Pond. The second movement from De Profundis is Lugubriosity. program on Highway 89. We're featuring music for bassoon, bass, and tuba. That was the second movement of De Profundis by Martin Pond, Lugubriosity. This music is hitting the airwaves tonight. Credit to the Salty Cricket Composers Collective, an organization promoting Utah composers' music to be performed by Utah musicians for listeners in Utah. And any of you who are hearing us streaming, you can listen too. 
Leon Choros is the associate principal bassoon for the Utah Symphony, as well as the contrabassoon player. Leon, thank you for coming in today. Very happy to be here. How often do you get to be the soprano instrument in a group? Wow. I Not very often, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, we were trying to imagine, is there any repertoire even for a group like this, or is this sort of plowing new ground? I really can't think of anything, but if you're going to plow new ground, it should be with low instruments. Because <laughs> they're bigger That's right. for plowing the ground. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just wondering about the difference between the bassoon and the contrabassoon. For our listeners, it's sort of like a bassoon that go, that winds around once, but you add a whole other turn. That's right. That's about right. It's just a lot of extra tubing. So it's basically the same instrument, but bigger. So it goes down an extra octave. Wow. So we are curious, in a group like this, the, the name of the show is Low, Lower, Lowest. Have you worked out who actually can play the lowest note? I believe it's me. So you've got the piano, uh -huh. and when you get down to the bottom of the piano, the very last note is an A, mm -hmm. and I play the B flat right above that note. So wow. I get down almost That's to the very the bottom of the piano. But I do have an extension that can get the low A out, so... When I use that, I can go all the way to the bottom of the piano. I, we should point out in fairness, since this is radio, that the bass player was shaking his head. So there may be a little, so we may have to either arm wrestle, do, do, do a little frequency competition after the show. Okay, here. he contends that because of his extension, which goes down to a low C, he can uh, tune it down and get below the B flat. But that's only by retuning the instrument. Okay, I, I see we have... Yeah. And I think the tuba, if he had a C tuba, he could probably contend to be the lowest as well by hitting some subtones. Is that right? Yeah, possibly. Okay, maybe at the end of the show, if you'll be prepared, we'll have a, we'll have a playoff here. So we'll sounds see good. how that goes. Actually, that sounds bad, but we'll try it anyway. <laughs> okay, well, take your place, Leon. We're going to hear... The contrabassoon joining the tuba and the string bass. And look, they're all putting their instruments down an octave lower than they were now to see if we... We'll hear the third movement of De Profundis. And this is loose canon. And uh, canon is spelled the musical way, C-A-N-O-N. -N, take that as you will, by Martin Pond. Here they go. Thank you. 
Canon, the third movement of Martin Pons de Profundis, performed live on Highway 89. Esther McGargle is a composer. We're about to hear one of her works. And her works have been performed by several local ensembles, including BYU's Orpheus Winds, who we've had before as guests on Highway 89. Esther, thank you for coming in. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So when you heard which instruments you were writing for and had tried to get something in mind. What was the biggest challenge with these three instruments altogether? At first, I was a little bit taken aback, but then (laughs) (laughs) I realized that high and low is actually relative, and so I uh, thought of something I had written many years ago, uh, a little piece for flute and clarinet, and I used some of the ideas that were in there and just moved them way down. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little bit of a reincarnation here. The name of this piece is Subterranean Ricochet. And did you have the title before you wrote it, or did you come up with that after you had heard what you'd written? I think it came about halfway through, and I wanted to get the idea of not only low, but having a bit of a bounce, um, taking the the profundity off of it, or the the heaviness, and creating something that was um, a little bit light, and a little bit humorous. Well, you have a degree in music education. Later, you went back and got your master's in music composition. Is that true? And also a a graduate degree in composition. Did you ever, in all of that, write for an ensemble anything like this? Never. Not this one. (laughs) (laughs) We were excited to hear your work. This piece is by Esther McGargle. We're going to hear tuba, string bass, and bassoon again for Subterranean Ricochet. Thank you. 
Subterranean ricochet on Highway 89. I love even just that release of air on the tube at the end of there, lower even than a tone we could hear. That concludes the music for Low, Lower, and Lowest on this edition of the show, Almost. Because we're going to have a playoff here. We're going to just take a minute here. So, gentlemen, prepare your engines. And uh, let's let's start. Uh, Matthew, if you would, uh, on the tuba, give us a, a just go, da, 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 da. give us the lowest the tuba goes. That almost sounds like the biggest motorcycle that I've ever seen in my life. Okay, uh, are, are we ready on the string bass here? <laughs> detuning, detuning clear down to the nether regions. I can actually see the wave on that string. It's going so slowly. Okay. And now, and now, some people are poo-pooing this. It depends if you're a purist, but we do want to hear, Leon, if you'll play the contrabassoon and just da-da-da-da-da. I think even my glasses are moving when I hear that. The Salty Cricket Composers Collective is an organization that works to bring modern classical music to new audiences. They do this with educational K-12 outreach through, and as we heard tonight, with ensembles performing the work of living composers that reside in Utah. Information about the Salty Cricket Composers Collective, including upcoming concerts, or if you'd like to submit a composition, you can do that online at saltycricket.org. A big thanks to all of our musicians from the Utah Symphony. We have Leon Chodos, bassoon and contrabassoon, uh, Ted Merritt, bass, also Matthew Lindahl, tuba. And a special thanks to composers Martin Pond and Esther McGargle for talking with us about your compositions. Also, Victoria, uh, for coming in. And uh, Crystal Young Otterstrom, not here, for arranging this performance. For our listeners at home... You never have to miss an installment of our show. Everything is archived online at byuradio.org slash highway89, so go and check that out. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. You can go check that out online. Our recording engineer is Mark Waite. Our student assistant, Abby Horlocker. Our show's producer is Jackie Tateishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening.